Hi, friends. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Lauren, your host. I'm an intuitive, a healer, a mama, a daughter, a wife, a friend. I'm all these things, but I'm more than that. Join me on the discovery of who I am. I'll be sharing stories and wisdom and just friendship and life and love. So then join me. Let's inhale courage, exhale fear, and dive in. Well, hello, friends. We are back again with part two of my conversation with my mommy friend, Amanda. If you have not listened to the first part, I highly recommend going back and checking out the first episode, (coughs) part one, um, Peace and Calm Motherhood. Uh, with Amanda Huntington and check out our whole episode that we released on Friday. And this is part two of my conversation with Amanda. Uh, We get real, raw, authentic, and I'm so excited to share this with you. Um, If you are interested in following along on Amanda's story, and finding out what she's up to, check out the girl in the blooms, girl in bloom, girl in the blooms. It's a new page. I'm sorry. I'm going to butcher it, but I'm going to look at the girl behind the blooms. I knew I was missing something. The girl behind the blooms on Instagram, all one word. I'll leave her um, Instagram tag in the show notes. If you're interested in following more on her journey and, uh, Getting excited to welcome this new little bundle of joy into our uh, little dynamic we have here. Um, Her son, Beckham, and my daughter, Piper, are about the same age. He was born around Thanksgiving, and Piper was born around New Year's. So um, they were really, really cute together when we got them together, finally, to play together. We've hung out, but we had not gotten the kids together. So um, it was really fun to get them all all together. well after this was recorded, but hey, we did it. And now it's here and it's time to live here and to get out of the fear of showing up in this way and not having it all figured out. So without further ado, here is part two. I ran into, um, remember Dina from Baby Steps. Okay. And I ran, I ran into her a few weeks ago and, um, we we are catching up at Target, you know, and how fitting for mothers. I know. Is there anything more more relaxing than just walking and perusing the the aisles at Target? No. I go in with a list of two things, and I come out with like yep. thirty of things I didn't necessarily need, but I always say, "Oh no, we needed it." Yeah, and it, exactly. You know, the beauty of Target. The beauty of Target. Target does it again. Just, I know. Just add that into your yeah. sponsorships here. Um, <laughs> but I ran into her and, I, you know, her and I have been playing tag and trying to figure out a time to get together for coffee. And I, we were all together in the beginning and then COVID hit. And she, I would see her, her, um, one of her kids goes to ADS where um, my kids go. And so I would see her, you know, every yeah. now and then pick up some job off, but she hasn't like really seen Bex up close until I saw her a few weeks ago. And she's like, Oh my 
like, he's so big. I was like, I know. Like he was just a baby. Now he's two. Soon uh, he's talking now. He's gonna be walking. Right. He's he's dating. He's moving out of my house. He's married. Like <laughs> yeah, just flashed before my eyes. <laughs> you know, fast forward. I'm 70 years old. Where did time go? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, what was the quote? I heard a quote the other day. It was. It had to do with time. It was like time is the one thing. I'm going to have to look this. It was like, is the one thing we want more, more of, but we can't get it or it doesn't slow down. And I'll have to look at it, but it was this quote that rings so true because it's, you want more of it. It doesn't slow down and it just continues to move on. And when we're, I feel like (laughs) When I was a kid, I was always talking about, I can't wait, you know, I can't wait to grow up and be an adult and, you know, do things. And now my kids are like, oh, I want to do this. And I was like, enjoy it now when you can, because it doesn't, it seems like 30 years is going to take forever to go by. And I blinked and I'm, you know, in my mid thirties. So it's like that whole experience it's it seems like such a long time right like 365 days in a year right. and now and it's I, I feel like life it just there's always something we're counting down to and because of that it just accelerates everything yes you know and just but I feel like out. it's the lessons that we learn along the way and how Mm -hmm. we grow and learn from all of those little moments. Mm -hmm. And like, hopefully your kids will learn a little that they shouldn't wish to be, you know, 30 years old, just like we're now wishing, okay, I don't want to be 60 yet. I want to enjoy the next 30 years because I just spent, you know, my youth can't, I can't wait till I'm 30. Oh, Mm -hmm. my life's going to be so great. But there's no right or wrong answer for how we navigate it's mm-hmm. what's right and wrong for us, but there's no right or wrong necessarily. It's right. just what works. <laughs> yeah. Like what brings us joy? What brings mm-hmm. us happiness? What brings us peace? What, you know, I don't think we can ever really truly be calm in the chaos of life, but I <laughs> there's small moments and pockets of it. I, but... I know. It, yes, there are. And we should relish in those because, you know, when you, when you think about, or when I think about your podcast, like, you know, peace and call mom, I'm like, it's almost like an oxymoron, right? Because what part of being a mom, it's very rare that any calmness comes with it. And (laughs) when those moments do come, it's almost, I don't know about you, but it's, it almost seems like a foreign moment. Yes. Because how... When that sets in, I start thinking about all these other tabs that are open, Mm -hmm. you know, and how do I manage the chaos, managing the chaos in the silence. Yes. That's that's like a a big one. Because then I feel like that chaos starts like yelling. Right. How do you silence that? It's almost like I equate it a lot to like the ego and when you're working on like for me on my spiritual path and trying to quiet the ego so that I can understand what I'm getting and what I'm Mm -hmm. hearing and how I'm tuning into me. And how do you 
lower that? How do you mm-hmm. shut that up a little bit? <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Because sometimes it does have good things to say mm-hmm. and sometimes it keeps you safe, but mm-hmm. you have to be so comfortable with being uncomfortable with yourself all the time because yeah. motherhood is always making either one step forward or sideways or real, you know, all over the place because you're just trying to be the best mom you can be yeah. while also working through your own shit and your own Mm -hmm. journey and uncovering parts about you that you either forgot about or you suppressed or Mm -hmm. that you don't like and you have tried really hard not to be like that and then you're like "Ooh, that's staring me in the face cool Mm -hmm. thanks Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's like at times kind of like these little mini wake-up calls yes of what is, what was, what we want there to be, who we want to be without losing who we were, but then embrace the new side. It's like this culmination of almost like self-identity, right? And like new perspectives and navigating the new I guess just experiences or adventure that comes. And I think I have found that it's also so easy to keep any type of like, I don't want to say negative feeling, but like um, unfulfilling feelings or um, I'm extremely hard on myself whether it's with work, my career or my kids or anything. And I feel like oftentimes we keep those inside because we, I'll speak for myself. I won't say we, but like, I feel like expressing it almost like in a way like admits failure or brings forth this like lack of, being the best mom or lack of being the best boss mom or and so especially I feel like over the past month not only have I been trying to focus on like self-care for myself but also just I'm a words of affirmation person you know look we if we reference five love languages right and I feel like validating others and validating yourself is so important especially when you're a mom, because you are running on all cylinders all the time on fumes, trying to get a breath. And sometimes we just need to hear from someone else. Like you are doing an amazing job. You are an awesome mom. Yes. (laughs) Like who cares if you look disheveled and you haven't had any sleep who cares if the food was cold you know what you ate who cares if he had a granola bar instead of a sandwich he ate like I you know there's so many and I know we've talked about that before uh, I just feel like not only do we need to like self-support but I just feel it's so important to support others too because you never know what someone's going through or the feelings they're feeling or the doubts that they may have, especially with new moms, you know, that's so much to take on. It really is. I love, I recently saw a quote about, you know, being nice to a mom because you don't know if she just got in a fight with two-year-old 
just mm-hmm. lost a fight with a two-year-old. Mm-hmm. So true. I pick my so battles. True. I yeah. pick my battles. And sometimes I have to learn from my battles. Like I, Piper's obsessed with this little Elsa, the little people brand mm-hmm. Elsa. Mm-hmm. It's this big. She carries it around like it's a baby doll. And I let her bring it to her daycare. And they had the hardest time finding little Elsa when it was time to leave. And I said, I had told Spike, make sure I'm like, I couldn't lose that battle. I, I, mm-hmm. I, I was done. That was like the sixth battle of the morning. I was not losing the battle about the stupid little Elsa. She mm-hmm. was bringing it to daycare. Then it became an issue for daycare <laughs> trying to find it. So lesson learned. I have to win that fight. <laughs> so now Elsa stays in the car. Mm-hmm. But I had to learn that I have to lose that fight <laughs> or I have to or win you, that fight. Or you have to buy a backup. <laughs> or I have to buy a backup, but I don't <laughs> think it will be the same. <laughs> but it's not being hard on myself. Mm-hmm. And I said to Spike, I'm sorry it was a pain in the ass to find, but I was not about to win a sixth battle and fight mm-hmm. over a stupid little Elsa. She was. Ooh, that was the one thing I was letting slide that morning because I mm-hmm. fought to put her clothes on. I fought to put her shoes on. I fought to get out the door. I fought for her to not touch her sister. Like it was all these things leading up to that. That was the one thing I let slide because mm-hmm. I didn't have it in me to fight anymore. Mm-hmm. I just wanted an easy morning because yeah. I hadn't had a cup of coffee yet. Yeah. <laughs> I needed that. I was getting to coffee. Okay. That was your morning self-care is a cup of coffee. Exactly. It, it, oh. That is, I am doing this cleanse and I'm trying to give up caffeine and I'm like, but it brings me joy. She mm-hmm. also has a lot of Marine condo stuff in there. So I'm like, well, it does bring me joy. So maybe I can get away with it. Maybe we can just keep that one in there. Yeah. It's like mom survival. I sometimes. Need- That's a real thing too, is sometimes you just need to get through the day. I mean, I told you yesterday, yesterday was just, oh, on every level. It was just a rough, rough day. And we, you know, you and I were supposed to chat last night. I was like, I am (laughs) this, you know, this conversation would be a lot different. I probably would have been like sappy tears and just a mess on that one. And so I was like, I am just not (laughs) in headspace for this one. You know, that goes down to survival. Right. But that would have been true motherhood and the true oh. example of true. the day-to-day roller coaster that is mm-hmm. life. That it would have been the raw me. This it is, would. I mean, this is genuine me, but that would have been truly raw. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there's beauty in that though. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes you don't need to broadcast it to the world either. Right. So right. exactly. <laughs> there's, that. there's some things I keep internal. Yeah. <laughs> But like, Nav, how do you figure out what is okay to share? What isn't when you are an open book and you're, you want to be there for other people and other moms that are along the journey. And because you know what community can become of being with fellow mothers, Mm -hmm. but then you're like, is that sharing too much? Did that just step over the line? Did I gross somebody out? Yes. (laughs) Yes. That I couldn't agree with you more. It's like, what is sometimes if you 
oversharing or being so open and expressive can come across like, oh my gosh, okay, like, do they know everything? Or like, do they always have something to say? Or like, all right, I've heard it enough. And it's not meant that way at all. It's just the personality of like, no, we just talk about everything, you know? And I want to um, share my life with you and my experiences right. because maybe it could help you. I'm not right. saying it's the right way. It's just what worked for me. And I feel like sometimes when you listen to other moms like that, you can take bits and pieces of it to apply yes. in your own life. So yeah. then you try and do the same. Yes. But then you worry, again, the mom guilt, worry about, oh, am I offending them? Are they going to like me after I say this? Mm-hmm. Do they even care what I have to say? And they didn't ask. This is unsolicited. Yeah. Just put my two cents in. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't ask, but in case you want to know. Here's the lowdown. Yeah. 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 I I mean, I think it's important to like learn from one another. That's what I really liked about baby steps is I feel like that group and just talking with others and like our friendship, which I'm so, so grateful for is it just reminds you that you're not alone in the journey. And it reminds you that it's okay to make mistakes and not do things right all the time. And you end up because of your like joint or your common ground in motherhood is to talk about so many other different areas. I mean, you and I, I feel like have such a deep connection when it comes to like signs and the spiritual side of things and like that deeper connection. And I don't think we would have ever talked about that if we didn't join or have the connection through motherhood. Exactly. I feel like motherhood also opens you up so much spiritually and just to other aspects and other ideas. I mean, even just the dreams during pregnancy are crazy and wild and how can they not be, they're so vivid. And so like, I, you have no idea where they come from. I feel like they just come out of nowhere. I mean, Piper came to me in a dream when I was eight weeks pregnant with her, she looked exactly like she did at a year old in my dream. And I didn't put it together until she was a year old. And I was like, Oh my God, she came to me in a dream while I was pregnant with her, like just wild things. Like, that. like that's, that's amazing. I don't, I can't even remember one dream when I was pregnant. So, <laughs> so you are miles above me, girl. <laughs> I only remember that one. And the one where I murdered somebody in a dream, that one was scary. I'm like, I am not a murderer. Okay. Please tell me that one didn't come to light. No, it has not. <laughs> And I'm hoping it was just a metaphor <laughs> for murdering that version of myself yeah. and not an actual person. Yes. Underlying meaning right there. Yes. I'm really praying that's what that was. <laughs> I have no intentions of killing anyone. Vividness. That yes. is that's yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I remember you telling me that dream about Piper. And you were also yeah. telling you told me a dream about um Hazel. Hazel, the, I heard me? Hazel. Yes, yeah. A week before I found out I was pregnant, I heard perfectly clear as day. So crazy. I'm ready, mommy. And Piper was not talking at that time. 
and not at least in complete sentences, because she's still barely speaking in complete sentences. We're just getting there. <laughs> but I'm like, I heard I'm ready, mommy, perfectly clear as day. I was like, where the heck did that come from? And of course I was driving, which they say when you're driving, because driving you're focused on the subconscious, like it's, it, even though it's a conscious act, your subconscious can take over because it's just like riding a bike or like, like it's something monotonous. It's just yes. the same. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do it without really paying attention totally. And so you can end up daydreaming a lot when you're driving. So you're able to access that subconscious part of you. And so a lot of like my poetry came through a lot that way. Like, so that's where, when, and where I heard Hazel was driving to daycare and I was just like spacing out. All of a sudden I hear that. I'm like, where the heck did that come from? <laughs> Cause I was barely paying attention. And then that was clear as day. And I was like, okay. And then when I found out I was pregnant, Spike's like, aren't you excited? I'm like, yes. Just also trying to process the fact that I yeah. heard that. And that yeah. was not just like some random weirdness. That was like actually Hazel saying, I'm ready, mommy. Like just it's crazy wild. It was so wild. Yeah, that is just it's in a way like eerily amazing. Yes. You know, yes. like it was like this should be creepy and weird, but this is so amazing. Yeah. That I don't even know how I can believe it. But her, I know that just yeah her lesson for me was trusting my intuition because every step of the way, when I would start to doubt that I was having a girl, I knew I was having a girl. Every time I would talk about Piper and the baby, it was always the girls, the girls. Like I just kept wanting to say the girls. And I'm like, I shouldn't say this. I have no idea that I'm having a girl Mm -hmm. yet. I knew I was having Hazel. Like I just knew it all along. And every time I would be like, okay, maybe I'm wrong. I would see her name, which is not a common name, or I'd see some sign of her middle name, which is Grace, Mm -hmm. or I'd see something that referenced to when I was due or like all these weird signs (laughs) that should be, that's not normal, Yeah, but they stood out enough to me that I recognized them and was like, oh no, this is a sign. This is, this is a very blatant sign that I'm either on the right path or my intuition is right. Or like I, in my past life regression, it came through that there may be two. Well, the two that I thought there was going to be me having twins, which you got to dodge that bullet. (laughs) It was me and my sister-in-law were both pregnant within a month of each other. There's the two, there may be two. I didn't have to physically have both of them, thankfully. Yeah. Just imagine the chaos then. Yeah. That would be, I'm like, if I had twins right now, I would have to quit my job. There's no way I could function being a full-time career woman with a toddler and twins. It would just be. You would not be giving up the coffee, girl. No, I'd be living on that coffee. I'd be living for an IV of coffee. Yeah, that would have been something. But that's interesting because yeah, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. About mm-hmm. like yeah, it's 
it's just, it's wild <laughs> to me what pregnancy and even postpartum and like our kids, I, that yeah. has been one of the things I've been kind of looking forward to, but also slightly frightened about what our kids could say that they see, that they feel, that they can Mm. sense. And Piper had her first bit of it. And I was like blown away. She had told me that she plays with some old guy in her room or it was in her home. I was like, okay, what old guy are you playing with? In your room. And she was roaring in the back seat. And she goes, Rar. And I go, you know, I'm roaring back at her. And she goes, um, old guy rar or something like that. And I was like, what old guy rar? He plays rar or something. And I was like, what old guy plays rar? And I was like, where? And she goes, at my home. And I was like, at at your home? When? When did some old guy play with you at your home? She said, in her room at night. And I was like, okay. Mind you, it's just me, Hazel. I'm like, okay. There's no old guy playing. So I'm like, okay. But I instantly thought of my grandfather because he was very playful and very funny. And she said, he's funny. And I, but I was like, some old guy, like, I had no idea she even knew that phrase. It was so funny. But if like, I never met my grandfather, but knowing about him, my, he would be that person that would say, oh, I'm just some old guy. Mm -hmm. Like just if she asked like who he was or whatever, I don't know that he would necessarily say, well, fast forward to that afternoon. I went to go. She would not nap. I'm like, great. So I watched her trying to fling her leg over the crib and I'm like, all right, I'm going in. And she points to the corner and she goes, who that guy? I'm like, who that guy? What are you talking about? Who that guy? What guy? And I turn around and her lava lamp is spelling Papa, which is what we called my grandfather. And it was clearly a P and an A and a P and an A. The second P and A were hard to see but it was clearly Papa. And I was like, oh my God. I called my dad. I was like, dad, look, look, look at her lava lamp. It is spelling Papa. It has never done that before. It was so wild. I took pictures of it. Cause I was like, I cannot believe that I am seeing this with my own two eyes. Like it was so amazing. And especially for her to point to the corner where the lava lamp was and go, who that guy? I'm like, Oh, that guy. Well, apparently yeah. it's Papa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was really wild. I'm like, okay. I'm like, guess you can keep playing with Papa. <laughs> yeah. That's. I mean, it would be amazing to like see what they're seeing behind their eyes, if that yes. makes sense. You know, like how yes. they view things or how they're interpreting things. Yes. Or, like, how did it, she know there was that guy in the corner? Right. Was it you because know. of the lava lamp? Like, what was she seeing that I wasn't able to see? Yeah. Besides the papa, like, she doesn't know pa- how to spell papa. 
So it's not like, yeah. and the, I mean, I've never seen a lava lamp do that before. It's usually the balls and they like, you know, pull yeah, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. No, this was yeah. very clearly P-A-P-A. That's crazy. It was so wild. I'll have to send the pictures. Yeah, that's, yeah. I haven't had any of those moments. With yeah. Like, not to that level. I mean, there's been like these little things of, one day, um, this is shortly after my grandmother passed away two Decembers ago. So December, what, 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been, you know, you and I have talked about yeah. some signs that are having to do with that, but like shortly, maybe a couple months after I have a, um, picture frame in my office upstairs and it's a picture of my grandmother, my dad, it was his mom, myself and Beckham. And it was just a few months after he was born and he had only met her a few times. So like, he won't remember right. her being at that age. Right. And it was like a couple things that happened sign wise. It was right after I saw you, I was told, telling you those stories, but after the couple times that came through, he like walks into my office and just stares at the photo and then picks up the photo, hugs it and just sets it on the couch and is just looking at it. And I was like, are you looking? I said, where's great grandma? And he points right to her on the, on the picture frame. And I, have I was like, full chills. What? And like, he literally met her seen been around her like right. three times, you know, cause I, we live out here. And so it was just like one of those moments where I was like, he kn- he knew her even though right. he didn't really know and then you know a couple weeks ago we, in my um in our family room on um, there's this big desk behind the couch and I have a bunch of family photos um sitting there and there's a, a family photo and it includes you know Annie and myself are two because Bex was in my belly at the time and my parents my brother sister-in-law his my husband's mom and like a whole group from our wedding weekend and he is getting a snack and he is sitting at my desk and I'm like cleaning up the kitchen and he's just sitting there eating a snack and he gets up and he reaches over and he grabs the family picture and he puts it right in front of him and he just sits there eating a snack staring and looking at every single person in the photo and I'm like what is going through your mind like When you do that, and then he'll, this is the other thing he's been doing lately. He, he keeps going, mama, baby. And I'm like, baby. I was like, yeah, you're my baby. No mama, baby. I'm like, well, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> is he telling you something you don't know? Yeah. Are you telling me something? Cause I'm pretty sure there isn't a baby. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's just. <laughs> wow. That's interesting. It's just it's so funny to see and inspiring and exciting to see how like these little minds are working oh it's crazy when I was pregnant with Hazel Piper would come over and kiss my belly and say baby and then we were talking about the baby coming out because we needed the baby to come out because we had to force her out (laughs) and we would baby out baby out Mm -hmm. like coax the baby out but then once the baby was out, I thought she would be really confused by like 
there's no more baby in mommy's belly. But she was like instantly in love with Hazel, like kind of knew that she was inside of me. And then it was like the love just never stopped. And she was just obsessed Mm -hmm. from the get-go. And it was like so amazing to watch her become a sibling, as I'm sure it was for your older two to watch them become siblings with Bex. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just changes you. It yeah, it, it does. It you don't think your love can grow and then it does. Yes. Yeah, it sure does. And I think that's, you know, as we talk about some of these getting as we got into the deeper side, it's like I think we really need to take the time to appreciate those moments mm-hmm. because that is what silences or subdues the chaos that we yes. go through every day. And I it's so easy to miss those moments or not appreciate them because we're running all over the place, you know, and oftentimes those, those moments take over. Those are the ones that are happening more frequently, you know, right. The the moments of the peace and the calm only come in, as you said, in moments, in small moments, in small, yes but they keep us and fuel us yeah, to get through the craziness that yes. is life. Yeah. In every aspect of life. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, being a mom is, is one aspect. And then it really, you know, you look at all these other factors that come in, but even with all that, it's, still at least for me this aspect this this is like the most important part of my life you know because just as much as like we're shaping them in turn they're shaping us absolutely you know and it's it's going to be our hardest best job we'll ever have uh, and the one that we never get to quit and it never goes away and we don't get paid other... for it. <laughs> no, nope, don't get paid for it. Unless you do. I, I'm not getting paid for it. Nope, nope, <laughs> nope. It's free. It's a 24-hour free service. Yeah, I think they call that charity. Isn't that charity yes. work? Yes. <laughs> not the biggest charity work of our lives. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's also the most fulfilling charity work of yes. our lives. Yes, where it, it is. Should, should be by keeping ourselves in check and making sure that we take care of ourselves mm-hmm. so that we can give the biggest charity of our lives and mm-hmm. can give them our hearts and guide them and ensure that they're going to be good people that get to go out into the world and live their lives and become parents and do it all over again mm-hmm. and begin the cycle. And we only hope that we get to be there along for the ride. And I hope so. <laughs> yeah. And be there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. It's, it's such a crazy roller coaster and journey. And it's definitely unlike anything else yeah. out there. That's for sure. Not for the faint of heart. That's for no, sure. no, not at all. And that was one thing, you know, as I 
came into my stepkids' lives is that's a tough role. I yeah. am going to admit, you know, um, it's, I'm, I'm very, very fortunate with my kids. We, in our home, we do not, um, have any dividing lines. We mm-hmm. don't say, you know, but these are daddy's kids. These are our kids. Um, or my kids, you know, like right. everything is, this is our family. Yep. It's the five of us. Like if we go out to eat somewhere, like you would never know that right. these are my stepchildren and this is my biological child because right. we don't view it that way. No. Um, and the kids don't view it that way. Like they don't like when we here, <clears throat> you know, my stepdaughter said like, I don't like using the word step, you know? No. And I find that so loving and kind um, because it is not an easy role. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, when you become, when you have your own child, you know, biologically, it is typically naturally that love just comes. It's unconditional. Right. It's it when you, whether it's when you get pregnant or caring or when you have it, it's just, it's there. And when you have stepchildren, you're making, you're making that choice. You're making that commitment to open your heart and hopefully they're opening their hearts. And so it's almost like you're going in with, I don't want to say cards stacked against you, but a different set of challenges because of maybe what was or how things ended or looking at you as a replacement, even though you're not a replacement. And so these all, all these levels and, you know, I kind of went in with the thought of I'm going to love and adore you from day one, but I'm, I'm not going to go in being your friend because the minute I would do that, it almost, you compromise any type of respectful relationship. Mm -hmm. And not that I, you know, I've never said, call me mom or nothing like that, but here I am mom, you know, right. and I'm mom with Bex. And so it's this area of not that we ever do anything for credit, right? Right. We don't do anything to, for, to be rewarded or recognized or appreciated. We just do it because we do it and we give. Right. But then when you look at it from like a step parent role, you could give everything and do everything and there might be a chance that you'll never be recognized for any of that. Right. And sometimes that's, and again, not that you do it because of that. Right. It's just, it's some, it's like this total change, you know, and it's almost like this mirror of, or merge of two different versions. But for me, I just feel like, it doesn't matter if it's your biological, your step, your adopted, it's your friend, family. It you're a mom. It doesn't right. matter. Doesn't matter how you come how to be you a mom. How you got it? Right. No. It, if you have a fur baby, you're a mom. Like <laughs> right. Okay, maybe it's a little different of a level. Yes. Just because my, of the whole like taking care of another human, right. but there's <laughs> <laughs> that aspect. Um, but it's just. 
I never have been one that likes the defined titles or separation because I feel like that just creates unnecessary division, you know, with things. And I feel like there's so many things in this world that already divide us. Why do we need to add to them? And especially to put our, put pressure on it. Right. With that. And it's like, sometimes you just slap the label on and then you're labeled and then you're being defined by the label rather than the feeling and the love and getting rid Mm -hmm. of the label. And I've always liked personally, like bonus parent or bonus mom, like, and bonus daughter, like, because it's a bonus, you get to choose to love each other. You're not innately given that love by mm-hmm. growing them you're both choosing to love each other and to accept each other no matter what and that yeah. they'll always you'll always be a mom to them and they'll always be your kids yeah and there's no separation because there's love there that connects yeah. you and that's hard to create mm-hmm. and to build and it takes time and effort and energy But then when you get rewarded by being reciprocated in that, then it's like, okay, okay. I did something right. I did it right. I did it like, okay, I can do this. And it just keeps you building that relationship and evolving and growing together and learning and navigating because they're navigating life just as much as we're navigating Mm -hmm. life. Yep. And we're all just trying to figure it out along the way. Yeah. And survive. Exactly. With some sanity. Yes. Hopefully some sanity. Lots yeah. and lots of coffee. Yes. Lots of coffee. <laughs> but yeah, the bonus, that's a, a great way to put it. Bonus mom, bonus dad, bonus parent. Yeah. You know, for the record, there's a lot of hardworking dads out there too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> totally get that. Um, but yeah, that's a really great way of putting it. Is, is the bonus because they just get the bonus of having extra love exactly they never would have maybe been able to get and maybe that's either the love they were missing or they needed or they didn't know they needed mm-hmm. because yeah. you're loving them in your way and loving them for them because yeah. you have to accept them as them or there'll be resentment or mm-hmm. there'll be anger or whatever way of acting out if there's not acceptance and the the kind of relieving that self-control of wanting to control them and wanting to figure out how can I control your love for me? Mm-hmm. How can I get you to love me? Instead, yeah. you're just letting it unfold, Yeah, which is hard, <laughs> very hard. So, so rewarding when it does come come yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah and yeah I uh I'm I'm truly lucky I mean the relationship I have with my two bonus children yes is incredible it really is and and they're so you know they the sibling interaction with Beckham too it's never like well you're my half brother like right no, no, like you're, you're my brother, brothers and sister, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think is just amazing because not right. every family is that fortunate, you know? No. And then you 
again, appreciate the peace and calm in that and that you are blessed with this loving family. And how did I get so lucky to have this beautiful family and just sitting in those moments and relishing in them and being grateful and that you get to be on this crazy, wonderful, amazing journey. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's something I try and do too. So for any moms listening, right. (laughs) Is I, I heard this piece of advice when I got married and it was to, you know, you, you prepare for your wedding day and a lot of times you have this big wedding and you're, you spend so much time planning for it and then it comes and then it's the stress of getting everything done. And then by the time you know it, everything's over, reception's over. And so the advice was during your wedding reception to step, take a step back, go on the outskirts of the room and just observe everyone enjoying and seeing and watching and embracing that love that's there, that's for you. And I apply that to now where, you know, I'll see the kids playing or doing something as a family and all I'm usually always interacting with them, but as in, at times I like take a step back and just watch because it's such a different view than when you're in it, Yes, you know, and so, so to bring back to your peace and calm and finding calmness in the chaos is to take a step back and take all the pictures you want because I'm a big picture person and my husband and kiddos would vouch for that. Um, Which sometimes they gripe about how many pictures I take, but yet when a cute moment comes, they're like, take a picture, take a picture. I'm like, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you complaining about it? But, um, (laughs) but to, to do those things because it's like what I love about taking the step back or taking pictures of those moments is pictures allow us to relive the memories without literally reliving them. Yes. We can't go back in time for that. So no, it's capturing the small moments yeah, so that we can live in that memory and in that feeling whenever yeah. we want to, and whenever we miss it. And yes whenever we need that fuel to keep yes. us going on the hard days. That's why right. I love, I always do the videos because I want to remember the way she talks right now yes. and the joy that every little moment brings. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to ever lose sight of that, even when she's big and grown. Mm-hmm. And so it's not for anybody, but me. So yeah. <laughs> I can remember this is the person that she was here in this mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, And then I get to watch her become this amazing person someday. And I'll get Mm -hmm. to remember that this is who she was in this moment Mm -hmm. and how much I loved her in that moment and how much I love her then. And keep, it just keeps growing and going. Which is amazing that it just keeps growing yet. You think like, how could I ever love you more? And yet someday, every single day we thankfully wake up and that love grows constantly. Yeah, it's just incredible. It's like a miracle when you think of the whole thing. It is. 
Thank you so much for joining me today, friends. I hope that you found a feather of wisdom and insight in today's episode. It would mean so much to me if you shared this with a friend, a family member, a loved one, anyone, really. (laughs) That's how the show gets out there. That's how more people find me. And that's how it can grow. Thank you so much for showing up today for yourself, for for who you want to be. Let's remember to inhale courage, exhale fear, be calm.